Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle, where we discuss meaningful business topics to add value to your efforts. Titus Bartolotta is a certified business coach that's often hired for one-on-one coaching, corporate training, and speaking engagements. Now, here's your host, Titus Bartolotta. All right, welcome to the program. This is Solutions from the Huddle. I'm your host, Titus Bartolotta. Um, and, you know, I'm so excited that you guys are here with us today. I mean, there's only 5 billion things you could be doing, but you're doing this right here, right now. Whether you're listening locally uh, right here on ESPN Charlotte in the Queen City of North Carolina, uh, or you're on the podcast listening to it on demand from anywhere in the world, we're just glad that you're with us. And I'm not by myself. I get to sit next to the coolest co-host in the world. That's Mr. Chris Allison. Good morning. How are you, friend? Titus, as always, I'm fantastic and, and glad to see you in the studio once again today. Yes. These are some of my favorite shows. You know, Grant Cardone was was yeah. recently on the show. And, yeah. and, you know, we talk about his $500 million empire that he's <laughs> built right, and so forth. Right. And, and I enjoyed the interview that you, that you did sure. with him. I love it when uh, professional football players yes. are in the house. And, and it gets gets me a little bit more into my Chris, zone. Yeah, Chris, for those of you that aren't in here, Chris lights up like a, tr- like a Christmas <laughs> tree. We get all kinds of folks, man. We get small business owners that no one's ever heard of. They, you know, they're doing... They're doing it less than hundred grand a year in business, but but they're they're busting their butt. And then we get folks that have billion dollar companies. We get we get all kinds of celebrities. But what Chris loves is when we get proven, successful, butt kicking pro athletes, mm-hmm. and that's what we got on the show today. But we start the show the same way every way, and we ask that you'll join us. So and we do that in prayer. So real quick, Lord, we give you glory for all things. We ask that you would bless the show, our sponsors, our guests, everyone involved. Let the words of our mouth, the meditation of our heart, be acceptable. In your sight. Amen. All right, our guest today is the one and only 12-year NFL veteran. He's also got more hair than everybody in the room right now, (laughs) Mr. Colin Cole. How are you, friend? I'm doing well, Titus. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for being here, man. You're rocking the Yankees hat, by the way. I am. And I got excited, right, when I saw you? You did, yes. And then what'd you do? What'd you do with my bubble? What I do with it? You busted it. I busted it? What? Yes. What are you talking about? Immediately I go, Colin, you're Obviously, a Yankee fan. I'm from New York. I got excited, uh-huh. and and I said, "You're you're a Yankee fan, right?" And I was yeah. happy. I was smiling, and then you said, uh, "I said, nah, I'm a fashion fan." <laughs> yeah, right. but hey, you that's know, right. You know, it's a part of the statement, you know. I know. Yeah. Then yeah. you tried to mop and glow it. You tried to you named the two or three famous Yankee players as though that. you would follow the team. That. I did that. I did that. He was like, "No, I, don't, yeah, I no. honestly don't follow baseball at all." To be honest with you, so well, you don't need to because uh, for those of you uh, out there that don't don't know Colin uh, tell us a little about your journey and how you was knocking heads and kicking butt and and doing all those wonderful things on the gridiron well uh, Titus I guess uh, to, to, to get to the point where I am right now um, I started my journey at uh, down in South Florida uh, grew up there um, ended up going to University of Iowa around 1999 uh, out of South Plantation High School and so uh, Great opportunity to, to join Kirk Ferentz in his first year coming into uh, college football and his staff and uh, took advantage of that opportunity and took a team that wasn't very good. We started off 1-10, and 10, I believe, my freshman year, 1999, University of Iowa, and ended up 11-1 and one with a BCS bowl berth. Um, we didn't fare too well in the BCS game, but, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, Pretty quick turnaround for a group that came in and didn't see success right away. So uh, shortly after my career at Iowa, I ended up going 
and not being drafted into the NFL, but uh, being undrafted and working and fighting my way through a couple of different camps uh, between Minnesota and Detroit to finally get my opportunity in Green Bay to really play and play some significant significant time, which I did for five years. Uh, after that, I went to Seattle. I was there for a few years. I signed a deal to be there. I had an injury and was out of football for a few years. Ended up moving my family and I moving from the west coast back east because we're both from the east coast and um, ended up reaching out to the Panthers uh, signed a deal with the Panthers and finished up my career here uh, in 2015. Man what a journey Uh, I know that we've had a lot of really wonderful folks on the program and anytime we have somebody it really doesn't matter what the sport is uh, if they get in undrafted it's like this badge it's like this brotherhood that like everybody goes, man, it's one thing when you're drafted, but when you're undrafted and then you still go have a professional career, it almost means more. Uh, is that true with you too, or, or or was that not a big deal for you? You know, I, I think that for me, you know, it was, um, it was definitely a difficult road, but it, I feel like it was definitely a lot more, um, I appreciated it a lot more after sure. having to go through some of the trials and tribulations that I did in the beginning. Okay. Uh, some of those things really tested my strength and tested my um, my just overall mental being and yeah. deciding whether or not I wanted to play the sport. You know, it was it was a difficult time, you know, to say the least, from being all American and all conference to not first of all, not getting drafted, which was something that was told to me a number of times. And then to kind of have to fight my way through and not really understand uh, fully the competitive nature of what the business was, having to, underst- have to having to really understand how much you have to bring it each and every day, each and every practice to really prove yourself. And so having to bounce around a couple of years really just made it just that much more meaningful to me yeah. when I did get the opportunity. And I took advantage, full advantage of it and did as well as I could with the career. How'd you have the mental toughness to not give up? People give up when it's the stakes are not that big, when the reward's not that big. People just give up regularly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm sitting on the couch watching TV and I'm, you know, I'm thirsty and I'm looking over going, man, that's about 17 steps. I'm going to just give up on being thirsty. I'm a, <laughs> my laziness supersedes my drive in, in many cases, right? But that's true for the folks listening, whether it's business or personal, our, our laziness or our lack of focus or whatever you want to call it, never, uh, well, not never, but but most of the time it seems like it, it is bigger and stronger than that drive, but but that's not the case with you. What do you think attributed that mental toughness? Well, I, I got to challenge you on that because did you ever lose thirst in that situation? You still had the thirst and that, the hunger true. To, to want to that's have the, true. the water in the first place. You know, I mean, I started you may have my suppressed lips. it a little bit or, or something of that yeah. nature, but it was still there fundamentally. For, yeah. So for me, in my case, my drive for wanting to fulfill the dream that I had told my parents that I had since five, being five years old was still there, and the thirst was still there, and the hunger was still there. And so when I got an opportunity the third time uh, with a third different team, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to let this opportunity go. Uh, if, if it doesn't work out here, then the career probably is over. So mm-hmm. when I got there, I said, you know, I'm going to put my best foot forward each and every day, and I'm going to take advantage of each and every opportunity. And – you know, I really understood what competition was and how, what it really took to be uh, successful on the level, on the NFL level. Twelve years. I, we've had a few folks on here that was three or four year careers. How special is it to to have the career extend that long? Because that's not a short career. No, not in, at all. in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. That's 
That's a real, that's a proper career. It is. Uh, how did you sustain that? So I, I understand the mental toughness you just talked about to get in. Mm-hmm. But then once you're in there, how do you make it continue for 12 years? You have to be available. You have to be dependable. You have okay. to be somebody that each day the coaches know that you'll be there. You'll be a steady figure. You're always consistent and constant okay. with your work preparation and what you bring to the table each and every day. And when somebody can depend on that, that's how you are successful. That's how people mm. uh, give you the opportunities to be in position to, to constantly grow and, you know, be in those high-ranking positions. So for me in my situation, yeah, it just took me constantly being available where other guys weren't, um, either through injury or uh, just not having the mental stability to know what they had to do in those certain situations. I mean, knowing a playbook, NFL playbook, isn't the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Uh, a lot of colleges don't necessarily prepare you to know how to read a, a an NFL playbook. So uh, that's one of the things that I can say from the University of Iowa that I benefited from was a lot of pro-style stuff dealing with uh, defenses as well as the offenses that I had to, to see. So, you know, a, a lot of that plays a factor. And if you're available and you're consistent in your performance, you know, that uh, will give you another shot each year. I, you know, I tell clients all the time that um, it's what you do when no one's watching, right? I mean, people are always paying attention to what you're doing. And, and the balance sheet can show profits or losses. The, the, the sales sheet can show closed sales and, and margins. Uh, but it's all the stuff when the spotlight's off that matters. Is that also true in a, in a locker room? The talent on the field, the tackles, the plays. Uh, but how much of it is important when it's behind the scenes? You're talking about a coach looking at you going, I can count on him. That's not just because he makes a tackle. Like I'm getting the vibe that like they realized there was a lot of stuff maybe off the field that you showed them, I'm not off. I'm not done. I'm still working in other ways. Is that true? I don't. Well, you know, it's funny you should mention that. Um, when I was in Green Bay, I definitely did a lot of things off the field. I went to their um, public affairs person um, who was great with getting opportunities. And uh, shout out to the Green Bay Packers who just do a great job of uh, – getting their guys, whether they be starters, second string guys, um, whoever on your roster, you, they get their players out into the community mm-hmm. and they get them different opportunities to speak in front of classrooms. I, I've spoken in front of classrooms. I've done reading um, you know, in front of kindergartners. I've, I've gone to graduating, uh, graduating seniors and spoke in front of them. You know, it's, so many various things I just got in, into while I was there, mm. uh, which really helped me with my where I am now in terms yeah. of transition and, and being able to to be more of a public speaker. But um, beyond that, just having the opportunities and being able to to immerse myself in the community really was was what I enjoyed doing outside of football, and that kind of has helped me grow throughout the years and do it not just there, but everywhere I, every, everywhere along my journey. Um, between Seattle, we did a lot of things with their food bank, and at the time, it was a lot of things that was kind of coming out. It was around 2010-11, that was around the time when it was a, a number of kids that started to lose their lives due to um, head-to-head contact. Uh, yeah. So we befriended, I know, a number one one child uh, up there in the Pacific Northwest who had had multiple surgeries uh, because of a hit that he had sustained in a game, in a high school game. And, you know, I could name off a number of stories uh, there, here. Uh, we just like to kind of stay in the community and, and do whatever we can to help. Yeah. 
you know, there's so many, you mentioned young people, there's so many young people, but, but also just everyday grown-ups that are trying to live their life and run their business that look to athletes as role models. Um, how, how big of a deal is that for you, knowing that when you're at the grocery store just trying to buy some bread, for God's sake, <laughs> right, that somebody watched you, bought your jersey, cheered for you, and, and it's like you're, you're being watched without knowing it, and you matter. What you do, what you say matters. The inspiration, uh, the passion in which you do it, um, how, how do you deal with that as a public figure in the capacity that you are? Uh, well, so for a long time, my wife and I, we didn't have, um, she and I disagreed in this place because I, in, on this forum, because I personally, whenever somebody would approach me and be like, you're Colin Cole, aren't you? you I'm like, no, not that <laughs> Or Or it'd be like, uh, you play football, don't you? I said, no, nah. I'm a figure skater. That's what I would tell them. <laughs> there you go. I'd tell them any kind of outlandish stuff. Uh-huh. Just kind of duck that. It was not really my interest in being in that position to, to talk myself up or talk sure. about football or anything like that. But I really learned that, you know, being a ball player is a blessing. It's a huge blessing to be to be in the position I am. And one thing that comes along with it is the factor of being a public figure, you yeah. know. And so you kind of you, you embrace it, you know, you appreciate it, especially now that I've been done for a few years, you appreciate it. And, you know, you, you say, yeah, I'm, I'm that guy and that's, you know, whatever. And, you know, it was a cool part of, of who I was. But for me, it was just playing ball. I just enjoy yeah. I just my dream was to play football in NFL and I lived my dream. So everything else that came along with it, you know, is great in certain, in certain, certain situations. I would say that I don't take as much advantage of it as maybe I should sometimes, sure. <laughs> I would say. But then yeah, but but it's, it's you know, yeah, absolutely. And all the fame and all that stuff is gravy. But, you know, I was just doing what I love, what I was growing up doing. Yeah. So many people listening right now, uh, you know, the, they got a dream, and, and we want to continue to ask some questions on how you turn a, a dream into reality, just like Colin Cole. But we're going to take a quick break. We're going to say thank you to all the wonderful sponsors of Solutions from the Huddle right here on ESPN Charlotte. Stay with us. All right, we're back. You are listening to Solutions from the Huddle right here on ESPN Charlotte. Again, if you're listening uh, in the Queen City uh, live on air, we appreciate you. We love you. Maybe you're listening to our podcast. We're global. We're all over the place. Apple, iTunes, Google, Spotify, you name it. We are there. In fact, it's really easy for you to get some some branding and exposure for your business. If you want to touch thousands and thousands of people, the right people, you ought to probably be a sponsor of the show or, and be a part of the ESPN family. It's easy to do that, right, Chris? Absolutely, Titus. I work with businesses all across Charlotte and beyond that market on 730 The Game, ESPN Charlotte. And I'd love to learn about your business and see if our audience is a good fit for who you might want to market to. And a simple email, chris at ESPN730.com is how you reach me, chris at ESPN730.com. It's funny how things come full circle. We had Nate Sally on the show a while back, also a former Carolina Panther. And Nate and I discovered we're actually on the same field at the same time. And that was the 2003 Fiesta Bowl when he was playing for Ohio State. And I was the sideline reporter for Kansas State at the time. And and now here we are with Colin Cole, defensive tackle and and a 12-year NFL career. And I actually saw one of your collegiate games. uh, And that was at Arrowhead Stadium. 
Kansas City, Eddie Robinson Classic, Iowa versus Kansas State. Do you, you have any memories of, of that particular experience? You, you know what? I remember we got our butts whooped. Um, <laughs> beyond that, I don't. I, I've suppressed a lot of those early years. My, 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 my freshman and sophomore year, I suppressed a lot of those memories. Yeah. To be honest with you. You know what's cool is Colin, and you know athletes are, are like this. I mean, some, but but I, you have a deep love for Iowa. I mean, I, I still see that to this day as far as your branding and what you're putting out on Facebook and so forth. Uh, you played for that team and, and you absolutely love uh, love Iowa. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's home right there. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get back to Iowa City this year, just like we do every year and mm-hmm. catch a game. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a great family to be part of. You know, I've talked to other former players, uh, guys that are friends of mine of different universities, and they don't necessarily have some of the bonds with their with their former universities that I have. So mm-hmm. I'm glad to be able to to, um, to enjoy that and be a part of the longest tenured coaching staff in college football right now. You know, I was I was uh, I came in with Kirk Ferentz, who has been there now for 20 years, and there's no other coaches in longer tenure. So. Mm, that's yeah, awesome. Get a chance to enjoy that. That is awesome. And one more, one more quick one for me. I, I, I just wonder what it was like. Um, so you're with Seattle through 2011, and injury takes place. You're out of the league for the for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And did you move? So did you move to Charlotte at that point? So we were out for almost yes, yeah, almost the two years mm-hmm. at that point, or the one year. Uh-huh. And yeah, so yeah, we moved to Charlotte just and, on a whim. And so here you are. You're in Charlotte. There's yep. an NFL team here. There is. And, and how I'm did that? I'm watching TV did, on did, every Sunday. I'm you, watching TV. I'm yeah. like, man, you know, I could. <laughs> I feel like, you know, there's some weakness right there, man. You know, I feel like there's a there's a chance. I mean, man, that's I feel like I could insert myself. I'm starting to feel better, you know, after having the the five the five surgeries. Yeah. Wow. Five ankle surgeries. It took two years to, to, to fully recover from the ankle surgeries that I had from uh from from my days in Seattle. So after that time and, and those two years I was feeling good and I was like, you know, let me I'd had some correspondence. Um, the, my former agent, he had reached out to the Panthers, and they had shown some interest. Uh, it was back in 2011 while I was still going through some, some major stuff in my ankle. And so I had had the last surgery, and I really needed to recover. And um, it, was, uh, it was a situation where I'd seen those correspondence between he and my agent. I'd gone back through some old me- emails, and I'd reached out myself uh, because my agent kind of wasn't doing his job at that point. So I reached out myself, and I said, hey, you know, I, I remember you guys were interested in me. And at that point, I, I would have to say fate kind of intervened because short. Uh, let, me, let me back my story up just a little bit. Shortly after I was released from Seattle in 2011 following um, that training camp, uh, the New York Giants reached out to me and they wanted to sign me and I just wasn't ready at that point. I still had the metal in my ankle. I had to have the surgery to have that removed because I, honestly at that point I was just getting over having a staph infection. So it was a pretty bad deal and I really needed that time to recover. So I did not take New York up on their offer. But um, the guy who was the pro personnel director at that point was a guy by the name of Dave Gettleman. Right, so he ends up leaving there after that season or two seasons later, uh, and in 2013 he joins the Panthers as the general manager. And just so happens that I'd had some conversations with uh, I can't think of his name right off. Uh, I hate that I can't think of his <laughs> name right off. But the guy who's the pro personnel guy here. Oh man, it's gonna kill me. 
But anyways, so they were both here and it was just the perfect mixture of having everybody in the same space. And they were like, we want to bring you in for a workout to see where you are. And um, want to give me a few weeks because I, you know, I reached out, said I was available. I'm in the area, you know, I can come out and whatever. And so, they, yeah. It, yeah. it worked out from there. And that season, that was the 2013 season. And, you know, Colin was in the rotation. It's not like he's holding water bottles. Yeah. And uh, started one and three, finished 12 and four, made the playoffs, won the uh, NFC South, and uh, yeah, be, had a successful season. Beyond that, beyond that, I'd have to say I started out, uh, started 13 of those 16 games. Yeah. Uh, wow. I ended up having an ankle injury with the next to last game um, to go. And we. I'd have to say we were top five rush defense that year. Uh, Luke Keekley was a defensive player of the year that year. So I would have to say that I contributed a little bit more than just in the rotation. I, yeah. I definitely helped out when I was a starter, and I played my butt off. It was just the drive in me. It was like, you know, I still had something to prove at that point. Yeah, that's mm. awesome. And, and what was the last year? 2015. 2015. And, man, those those ankle injuries, they just kept on creeping up on me. So yeah. I just wasn't – I couldn't fully do it anymore. And so, yeah. If it wasn't for that, you'd still be able to do it, you think? Uh, yeah. At some point, you know, it, it ends for everybody. You yeah. know, football, any professional sport, they all end for somebody, you know, anybody who plays. So, so let's talk about the ending is really a beginning, right? And so for so many people, we steep ourselves in our identity of what it is that we do today. And therefore, it's hard to see our identity in something different. And you didn't do that. A lot of folks can't tra transition. And maybe they don't want to. Maybe they're, they're okay. Uh, but you are transitioning yourself, right? You are, you are enjoying new talents and new endeavors and stretching muscles that maybe you weren't stretching in that 12-year career. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, what, you know, with, with relation to public speaking and media, um, you know, that's off the gridiron, on but off. You know what I'm talking about. Tell, tell the audience a little bit about that. So at this point, um, it's kind of come full circle for me. Um, I've had the opportunity to, last September this time, I started school, um, broadcast school here in Charlotte. And I, it kind of wasn't on a whim. Uh, one of the personalities over with the Panthers at the time uh, told me that I have some good attributes that I can bring to the table and, and maybe be a good personality in some way. And so wanted me to kind of learn the ropes of what it is to be in broadcasting. So decided to take on the school thing. Didn't do the school thing the great, you know, while I was at University of Iowa. I was really there. I played football. That was my thing, you know. And, and I got a liberal arts degree. But, you know, I, 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 I didn't really take it as serious as I should have. So uh, going back to school this time, this go around, I really dove into it and really put a lot of effort and energy into it. And so... I really learned a lot, and it was it's been a great opportunity for me. So this past summer, uh, once the conclusion of the program was there, I had to go off and get my internship hours. So I ended up going and reaching out to some of the people that I had that I still had connections with out with the Seahawks in Seattle. So ended up joining them out there for uh, the better half of almost eight weeks and getting the opportunity to work with their uh, media department in a number of different ways between getting to work with their on-air personality and seeing some of their um, some of their game day routines uh, between what the cameras are like and what the truck is like and what the producer is like and uh, seeing some of the, the the radio broadcast and what that's like both in the booth as well as when they're on the road how you deal with stuff on a, on a home 
uh, radio station. And so it was just a well-rounded education into broadcast. And, you know, I, I don't know what I'll ever end up going into at this point, but I'm enjoying every opportunity that I'm doing. And, you know, I do speaking when they when opportunities present themselves, as well as, you know, I'm on the radio doing some different endeavors. I'm doing a couple of different podcasts. We talked about Iowa a little bit earlier. I actually have a podcast that will be coming out pretty soon uh, by the name of Legends of Kinnick. I actually have a, a podcast that I, I run right now that's uh, called um, Transition from the Trenches. You can get that on iTunes as well as all other streaming um, areas. So, you know, just, just kind of taking some of the knowledge that I have currently and trying to see where this takes me. I don't, I don't have a set path at this point. Yeah. You know, people, uh, people say, and, and I think there's studies and science that shows it, but, but the greatest fear that we have as humans is public speaking. More than spiders, more than heights. I mean, literally, people cannot get in front of a crowd and talk. And so the ability to, whether you're getting on a microphone and, and speaking in a small room, but it goes out to thousands or millions of people, or you get in front of a big crowd, is scary for a lot of people. And I think for that reason, folks want speakers. Um, I enjoy, that's why I enjoy doing it. It sounds like you have some skill sets that allow you to do that, and that maybe you want to get into that. So... Who, who out there, why would someone hire you to be a speaker at an event? Well, when they want to put together, whether it's a business event, an association, kids, adults, business people, doesn't matter what, the, what it is, what is it that you think you can speak life into and, and bring value you know, to their program? They have their own agenda, but, but having you there adds that extra level because remember, they're all scared to get in front of the room of and, and, deliver of a, and deliver a message. So, so for all the meeting planners out there, for all the folks listening, um, you know, if you don't, if you don't hire Titus, why are you hiring Cole? Well, I would say that I have a very unique story. I have a very yeah. unique um, situation that I've kind of navigated myself through up until this point. You know, um, being in a, a place where I've kind of had to learn to grow each and every stop that I've been along and gain a lot of knowledge um, through defeat and through disappointments and through um, letdown. Uh, one thing that I haven't shared, you know, I, I was once released twice within two days, you know, I, when I was with the Detroit, Detroit Lions. I was released after the final cutdowns, brought back uh, after being clearing waivers for a practice squad and released again. And so having to have an eight-hour drive from Detroit back to Iowa was a very difficult time in my life and, and questioning whether or not football was even something that I needed to to follow through with and so having to deal with that to seeing the pinnacle of my career in, in which you know signing a, a five-year contract for 21 million and all that kind of stuff and then you know having a s serious injury that caused me to have to miss more years two years you know it never happens that somebody comes back after being out for two years you yeah. know especially in football especially the interior defensive line. Colin did it. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it was a lot of drive within me. So I, I've had opportunity to speak in front of many of, of people and, and uh, many, many audience and especially back back at the uh, University of Iowa. And so, yeah, I, I would say that I have a unique story to, to share. And yeah. I definitely uh, always love kind of going through and sharing it. Sounds like a story of perseverance, right? Dedication, focus, um, dealing with with obstacles and adversity and not being defined by them, but, but maybe being refined by them. So 
Uh, I encourage everyone out there, if you're listening, uh, get with this guy right here, man. Get Colin uh, at your event. Have him add value to what you're doing because he can speak life into it in a unique and special way. He's, he's my friend. He's Chris's friend. He's a friend of Solution from the Huddle. Man, we're so grateful that you tuned in. Don't you dare miss an episode right here on ESPN Charlotte. Hey, so Colin, so when folks want to actually book you, we know why they want to book you. How do they do it? Where's the website? What's the, what's the hashtag? They want to book you today. Where do they go? So you guys can go to my website. It's called The Cole Group. That's T-H-E-C-O-L-E-G-R-P dot com. Uh, you can check out uh, some of the things we do there. And then you can reach out to me on my email at um, Colin, C-O-L-I-N, at The Cole Group. That's T H E C O L E G R P dot com. And then uh, all social medias uh, Instagram, Colin Cole. Uh, Twitter, that's Colin Cole 91. And uh, Facebook. So, yeah, reach out to me. We can make it happen.